You are about to enjoy a presentation recorded at the 2021 Michigan Conference Camp Meeting held at Cedar Lake, Michigan. We pray that the Lord will bless you as you listen. Father in heaven, we just thank you for the wonderful message that we can head outside and get to connect and experience you in a personal way. And that one of the most amazing gifts you've given us is that we can share that gift with others. We've just come through COVID and that ability to actually be in person is like such a gift. As we crack into today's session and the information we're looking at and then also actually just trying to get outside, may we get to see you deeper. May we get to know each other more deeply as well and walk away with some tools to equip us when we head home as well. In Jesus' name, amen. The coolest thing for me about the idea of connection and community is the Bible actually talks a little bit about it. So I'm going to start there. And has anyone done the fast class, the Bible memorization program? Yeah, works for some, doesn't work for others. But I actually remember a verse from doing that. Yes, it worked, at least for one verse. So in Hebrews chapter 10 and verse 24 and 25, we're going to jump there. And it says, Let us consider one another to provoke unto love and good works, not forsaking the assembling of ourselves together as the manner of some is, but exhorting one another and so much more as you see the day approaching. I love that. I'm definitely an extrovert. I like people. And the Bible tells me that I need to actually go and hang out with people. Like, don't forsake assembling together. I'm like, this is the best verse ever. <laughs> so I love that verse. It's, it's reminding us to actually spend time with each other. For those who have been here in our previous sessions, one of the verses that we shared, I think it was Monday, was in 1 John. 1 John chapter 1, verses 1 through to 4. We used it the other day to, because it has a lot of tangible hands-on stuff. It says, That which was from the beginning, which we have heard and we have seen with our eyes, which we have looked upon and our hands have handled of the word of life. For the life was manifested and we have seen it and bear witness and show unto you that eternal life which was with the Father and was manifest unto us. So that was kind of what we looked at the other day. It's, it's a tangible experience that we can have with Jesus. The next verse in verse 3 says, That which we have seen and heard declare we unto you. And the reason we declare it unto you, that you may have fellowship with us, and truly our fellowship is with the Father and His Son, Jesus Christ. And we write these things unto you that your joy may be full. And that's kind of the point of why we're trying to run these sessions. Because when we're able to have those tangible experiences with God, the ability to have that fellowship with the Father and the Son is so much more easy. And the awesome thing here too is that you may also have fellowship with us. And I think that's why today's is about community. When we get to have those experiences with other people, it cements something. Like think of the friends in your life that you already have. Why are they our friends? 
because most often we have a common interest with them or we've had shared experiences with them. Like the friends when you grew up in school, well, you had to sit in school together, so you became friends with them. Once you get older, it's usually more on your interests and hobbies. So when we get to share those experiences, particularly if they're outside experiences, that bonding is so much stronger. So that's why we reshared those verses today because it's just an awesome set of verses. The other one is Acts 2.42. And they continued steadfastly in the apostles' doctrine and in fellowship and in the breaking of bread and prayers. I like this one, particularly because it talks about fellowship and breaking of bread. Has anyone noticed when you sit down and eat with people, like it's just so much easier to connect. We were at grad weekend here at GLA, because Andrew was teaching here. We, there was all the families here and we sat down for lunch with the parents of one of the kids who goes here because his mum was from Australia, I'm Australian, and then previously to that, we kind of figured out that I knew her nephew loosely from back in Australia. So like there was a, there was a connection point to start with, but we sat down with them for lunch at about 5.30, 6 o'clock that evening. We're like, we said we were going to go to the kids, I don't know whether open, I guess open house. And uh, yeah, that was probably a couple of hours ago. We better go. So it's, it's amazing how when you sit down for a meal, how easy that connection can continue. And we actually wound up running into them again a day or two later up at Sleeping Bear Dunes. So the beauty of sitting down for a meal is amazing in connection. So I just wanted to start off with the Bible as we get into this. For those who are here yesterday, it's awesome. We live in a scientific age and it's really cool how science actually backs up so much of what Scripture says. So based on that, I think we should probably have a little bit of um, science as well. But before I jump into that, it's amazing too. We intrinsically know that we need other people to connect with because when we don't, we have this word called lonely. We are lonely when we're not connected with other people and we've just come through COVID and we all hate screens. We're like, give me a real person. So intrinsically, our body knows that this is important to us. So just some science to back it up. The Canadian Medical Health Association shared, in today's age, we live busy lives trying to strike a balance between work, school, hobbies, self-care, and more. Often our social connections fall by the wayside, but connecting in, uh, with others is more important than you think. Social connection can lower anxiety, depression, help us regulate emotions, lead to higher self-esteem and empathy, and actually improve our immune systems. Does any of that sound familiar to what we were looking at yesterday? The benefits of going outside? What happens if we connect those two? We're going to be like living super healthy. <laughs> Psychology Today also shares... <laughs> Sorry? I just wondered if that's better or worse than intelligence. I don't know whether we have time to crack into that. Um <laughs> For those who are listening, the 
comment was, we wonder if that's better, better than being intelligently healthy. So if you're listening, you're not in the class. Yeah, we don't have time to, it would be fun, but we don't have time. Ah, we can get into time later. That's a whole other subject I love. So psychology today also shares a similar thought. People who don't experience human connection are more likely to suffer from depression and other ailments of both body and mind. And though it doesn't seem like something we'd willingly do, the reality of it is that oftentimes fear holds us back because it does require, like to connect to another, it does require bearing a part of our inner soul. And that requires vulnerability. And the reality of it is there's often a great fear of rejection that if I really show who I am, will those people accept me? And so they go on to say, one of the main reasons for that fear is that most people believe connection is something they have to earn by being good enough. Yet, however, the reality is something developed by being willing enough. So they're just a couple of, I guess, mental health places which show the importance of our interactions. So for those who were in here early, uh, we had a guy interviewing about some of the seminars. And so one of the questions was, how many seminars have you been to? So I have been going to a couple of them. And the main ones that I've been to, the marriage one, and then we went down to the health one down in the bottom of the church. And the cool thing is they're oftentimes giving us great practical things that we can use to connect with others like the marriage one obviously is that's the point of it like learning how to connect with your spouse my note-taking is a little bit average go and see Anne; she's really good at note-taking she'll have all the details so you know some of the things they talk about is our love languages if you can learn to speak other people's love languages it's easier to communicate me and Ange actually had a really cool conversation um, because She's an educator and I'm in outdoor education, so I get snippets of what goes through schools. We start wondering, is your learning style connected to the way you communicate? Because I'm quite kinesthetic. I like to touch and do things, which means oftentimes I'm not good at using my words to communicate. I just do things. And that can sometimes be frustrating because it's like, I need you to tell me because Angie's more audible. Yeah. So that's just a curiosity thing. I don't have science on that yet, but it's a cool concept that I really want to crack into some more. So doing things with them is a great way to build connection, right? And then genuine interest. Now, does anyone else struggle to have genuine interest in all your conversations? Yeah, it's not just me. That makes me feel a lot better. I can definitely just wander off in my own thoughts in the middle of a conversation or be completely distracted by something else and often get pulled back in like, what was going on there? And I'm like, I just disappeared in my own little thought pattern. I wasn't trying to be rude. I just disappeared. I'm sorry. And Angie's laughing because she knows it's true. And I kind of wonder why that is. And I think part of it is Yesterday, for those who are here, we were having a look at a bunch of statistics of why getting outside is better, but there was also a few comparisons. So one of the comments or one of the things mentioned was 
We live in an age where everything's just fed to us and broken down into just these bite-sized pieces. We can find out what the Kardashians ate for breakfast. Who cares who the Kardashians are, but we can know that. If we don't know something, the first thing we go is we go to the all-knowing Google. Yeah? Like, for those who are more tangible, we go to YouTube because YouTube can show us and we can kind of watch and figure that out, right? Whereas before the phone was around, you had to go and find someone who knew how that happened and ask them how to do it or ask for a hand. So it's often more easy to be genuinely interested when you're interested yourself and you can, and then you're going to people that those interests are, but because of the way it's set out, we're getting information whether we want it or not. So one thing as I was sitting down and writing this out, I was like, there's this word called wonder. And sometimes I'm really good at wondering and other times I'm not good at wondering. But is the trick to having genuine interest tied into being able to wonder? What I like about wonder is there's no right answers. <laughs> you just, what about this? What about that? Like, it just allows, like, anything's a possibility with wonder, really. Even if it's not realistically a possibility, with wonder, there's always, it's, it's a possibility. So, what I found really fascinating, too, as I was wondering about wonder, I know, I did that one well. So, I obviously was like, well, maybe I should have some information to back this up. Annabelle Prophet writing on the importance of wonder in educational ministry, writes, wonder helps, put, uh, helps to put our place in the world into perspective. It reminds us that we are finite, that we are part of something much greater than our ability to comprehend. Wonder is aroused by sensing the mystery of our life. Why am I alive? Why are babies born? Why are gr leaves green? Why am I loved? The human spirit needs wonder. We need to appreciate and to feel the giftedness of our lives if we are to be whole. Reading through that, little kids, why? Why? <laughs> Sometimes it's fun to be an adult and just be why, but it's almost like once you're no longer a child, the idea of just asking why is kind of frowned upon. Like, come on, you're an adult now. Like, figure it out for yourself. Go to Google. But that's the cool thing about kids. They have this wonder. They're trying to figure out the world around them. So every question's a why, which is really cool. I also found this one was cool. The headmaster of the Geneva School of Born Grammar School, that's a mouthful, shares, we develop habits of observing, analyzing, and questioning, and quite frankly, giving our students time to wonder. Which, if you read our blurb, patience and wait, I think in our busy world, that's the hardest part. Where do we find the time? And the little time we do have, we want to pack it in, we want our answers immediately because we have so little of it. Which is, I think, why so many of us struggle with patience and waiting. So... It was really cool for me when I was looking at it, seeing the headmaster of the school acknowledging that for us to really be able to have the opportunity to wonder, we need to make the most of 
we, we need to allow the space for that time to happen. So yesterday, for those who are with us, we went outside quickly because there was a lot of information. So we didn't get out for a super long amount of time. So today we want to try and mix that up because we also want to make this a practical experience. For those who are listening, you guys have an infinite amount of time, potentially, because we're still banned by our one-hour session block here. But we want to kind of head out from here and kind of actually just do this rather than just listen to me talking about. I know I've got an Australian accent. That's really exciting for Americans. But I know, so let's just me talk for the rest of the hour. But we want to actually play with this. And because it's also about community, yesterday we went out by ourselves. We spent that quietly. For some people, that is really hard. Like the, the less than five minutes, which was meant to be five minutes, was like, yep, I found something. I've had my moment. Like, all right, I'm done. I'm ready to move on. For other people like me, I'm like, dude, I found a tree. I got to climb. Like, I could have stayed out there for another hour. But today, what we want to do is this is also about being community. So I think often too in our world with our social media, it's just we're bombarded by a lot of people. So today, we're going groups of like pick someone else. Go in pairs and maybe up to a three. I think I haven't checked numbers, but there may be a group of three or so in here. It'd be cool if you went with someone else, but thinking about we're also like, it could be really cool if there is people you know in this room to go with them because sometimes the ability to wonder is actually harder when it's with someone you know because when it's someone new, there's more questions you can ask there's more ways to like get to know them. But when it's someone you've already known, it's sometimes harder to find those wonder moments together. So we're really going to say it's up to you whether you want to go with someone you don't know or whether you want to go with someone you know. I don't know how many of you guys do know each other in here. But pair up and we're going to head outside. When we head outside, we want to go and look for something that we can wonder at. Ideally, we want to try find something that has a process. So try not to steal this example, but if you do, that's okay. For example, watching the grass grow. We have that expression. It's, I stole it from you. I'm sorry. Like if, if you guys want to use that, that's fine, but try not to all use that. Try to have a look for a process. It could be flowers bloom. I don't want to say too many, otherwise I might make it hard for you guys to find something of your own. Look for something that potentially has a process. And in that process, try to wander together. If, with the growing grass example, what's it like to be the seed in the ground? What's it like to sprout? What's it like to be pooped on by a dog? What's it like to be walked on? What's it like to be mown? Just ask random questions. Use your own senses as well to tap into those questions. What does it feel like? What it might smell like being out here? What, what sounds do I hear as a shoot of grass every day? As well, and when we're looking for things, also be willing to use your senses of the different things. Like those who were with us on the first day we went outside and it was a windy day. So wind was used a lot, but we also had one person mention 
they heard the robin sing. So use, be willing to use your different senses. When you head out too, grab the Bible, grab your concordance if you have a concordance. The concordance on the phone is my go-to. We're going to go out, we're going to do that. We're going to give you a bit of time to go and wonder and explore together. Obviously in that time, get to know the other person a little bit, but we're really also focusing on doing an experience together as well. So don't spend the whole time just getting to know the other person, really spend time looking at the other things. I am taking some, I need to wrap this up and head out. And we're going to then transition from looking at wonder into looking at connecting Bible promises with the thing that you've looked at. And also, is there a way that we can learn about waiting and patience through that, through the promises of the Bible? Angie's the one who explains that best. So I might just let her talk and explain it well. Okay. (laughs) So basically... You're going to have till 10, we'll say 10.15. So 10.15 and then meet back at the tree that we've always been hanging around, right? So for those of you at the front door, when you go out, the ad on your left, that tree right there. So this is the time we honestly, it's only going to work if you pretend that you're a five-year-old. Okay. (laughs) So for those of you who have kids here, you have benefits. All right. (laughs) Even if they're not five, they're really good at wondering and finding really cool things and nothing. So we're probably going to find the answer for you guys. Right. <laughs> so there's not a lot of space around here that I that maybe you can feel. And Halo's probably gonna be great at this too. But um, you could walk towards the girls' dorm. You could cross over the road. There's some grass over there. But give yourself the chance to really try to see if you can just wonder, be amazed, let God amaze you, and then give yourselves a good 10 to 15 minutes of that before you start looking for Bible topics. Because the Bible promises are super fun to dig into, but just try to just give yourself a chance to explore. See what there is to explore and to see before you try to be like, all right, God, I want to learn something about your character. Just, just explore. Be five again, and mom is talking, and all of a sudden you're entertained by what? Right? Mm. Okay? So we'll meet back at the tree at 1015, and then from there you can do some Bible promise digging together, and then we'll wrap up. So, um... Yeah, and I think that's good. So have a pair. Don't leave this room without a pair. It's easier if it's in here. So find your pair in here. If you have your <laughs> pair already, you may go out. If you want to become a three, because that's easier, that is fine. Too. I guess the biggest takeaway is it's that, that time outside that creates a space that inside can't create, right? So if you have a struggling teenager or you have a church member who, let's say, um, missing church members, go outside with them. Say, hey, you want to take a walk or go to their house and just be like, you want to sit on the porch. And it's not that you're even going to try to pry into their life, but there's something about being outside that opens you up, mm. where all of a sudden... You know, I bet you wouldn't have talked about your struggles so much as a parent or as a, a single person or as, you know, struggles in your marriage. But something outside, you just feel like it's a little bit safer. And there's something, other things to connect that because you're connecting to other things and it's not just you on the spotlight, right? And so, yeah, I guess our biggest challenge is to go outside and have shared experiences and then take it to that next step because I think we're really good at you know, as a nation of even going outside, 
but how many people know how to connect it to then to God's word? And that's when it got really exciting. As those conversations grew, that's when it got really exciting. The cool thing too is you guys have been sharing as well. Um, sorry, I don't know your name. Cindy? Cindy shared something really cool as we kind of all came back in. And we feel so pressured by time in our busy lives. And Cindy says, yeah, and the pressure of like, it's seminars over, it's time to go to the next one. But she said, when we're out here, it's so easy to lose track of time. Like just you're heading the flowers or the bushes or the whatever it was that you're looking, it's so easy to lose track of time out here. And I think that's one of the greatest beauties of it is when we're feeling so pressured, when we can get out that burden lifts. So that was something Cindy shared and I think that's the cool thing too. We all have something that we can share. It's not just us talking. So, yeah, I'm sure there will be more nuggets that we'll share, but thanks for that one, Cindy. And we'll close in prayer. If you guys have left anything in there, feel free to grab it and, yeah, enjoy the rest of your day. Father in heaven, we are just so grateful for the time we got to just spend outside exploring and wondering at your nature, uh, for the opportunity just to connect and share with others. Um, and just see the way that you work in a different manner with time uh, to the pace that we often operate in in this world. Um, thank you for that gift uh, that we've got to share in today. And may we be able to take this back to our lives at home and just enjoy the space that being outside and the space in time that this has given us and the ability to connect with you. In Jesus' name, amen. To listen to more of these presentations, you may visit the audio archives at misda.org slash audio 2021 or search for Michigan Conference Camp Meeting wherever you get your podcast.